the opportunities today for young people getting into marketing or communications, the media business, it's immense in the in the ability because of technology and their understanding of technology to make a difference inside of a company and to be noticed and sort of accelerate their career is pretty amazing. Hi guys, David Schwab with you again on Beyond High Street. On the podcast today, David DeMuth, President, CEO of Donor Advertising, global ad agency with an unbelievable reputation, 600 employees plus. He's based outside of Detroit. We spend a lot of time talking about the advertising industry and the incredible change that's taken place over the last 10 years and how you have to adapt to it. And he also sells me on why you should be in the advertising agency over the next 10 years. We talk about his first job in a grocery store when he was a teenager, working in a grocery store and just looking at individuals and trying to guess what type of catch-up they would get and the, the interest of the decision-making and why somebody would buy a certain type of brand. Makes a lot of sense why consumer behavior was his favorite class at Miami. We then get into kids and the ones that are embracing technology and what an unbelievable opportunity it is for them in the workforce today. And he highlights a key 24-year-old at his agency that has helped them win a ton of awards. We also have a little fun when I ask him what brand bar or restaurant in Oxford he would love to do advertising for right now. Pretty fun stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed the pod. I really did with David. The advertising agency business, particularly for legacy agencies like the one I run, which was founded in 1937, changed the last five years, 10 years, even 15 years. Is just it, it seems to accelerate every year. And I think, you know, dealing with the changes, you have to really have an open mind and you can't be closed-minded about it. I always say that our agency were a work in progress that's making progress. And I think having that sort of growth mindset and always being open to new things and what's going on is super critical. For us, we've had to change the type of talent that we recruit. Uh, a lot of our processes have uh, had to change. Our business model has had to change. So it's, it's ne and it's never ending. It's never complete. Um, so I think that's kind of the way that I've always thought about it. You have to embrace it and you have to understand that you're never, as a business, you're never done changing. Hmm. The, the, the moment that you feel like the business is self-actualized is a dangerous moment. Well, the, the realization of changing the type of talent is no... Uh, is not easy to, to face as you've been, I'm sure in many businesses and Octagon the same way too, of you, you go in a certain direction for quite a bit of time and to actually put the, the stamp down to say, actually th those types of people we, we don't need anymore because the business is going in a different direction is, uh, that's a, that's a big move. It's never easy, you know, and and we've had a lot of that in the last five, ten years. Um, I've been the CEO of the company for ten years, and you know, I was thinking recently about ten years ago versus today, around our client base, our talent base, our work output, all of those things, and how dramatically they've changed. 
But at the same time, there are certain things that sort of remain consistent throughout that in terms of the type of people, that, the characteristics of the type of people that we want to attract to the company, whether they're people who are curious, people who are creative, that can write, that can speak, that are interested in culture. Um, and, and today, more than ever, people that really understand and embrace technology. And I would say, you know, from my vantage point, that's the one thing you know, through my career, I wish I would have done more. Even when I was in college, I wish I would have been more interested in emerging technology, you know, because it's driving so much of, of uh, commerce today. And, and talking about embracing technology, that also then changes, I imagine, the age of this type of person that you're going to look for. I, I, it seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong here, that the, call it early, mid, late 20-year-olds are having a greater chance and greater opportunity in the workforce than ever before because they come with a skill set that some in their 30s, 40s, 50s just don't have. Yeah, totally. I think the the opportunities today for young people getting into marketing or communications, the media business, it's immense in the in the ability because of technology and their understanding of technology to make a difference inside of a company and to be noticed uh, and sort of accelerate their career is pretty amazing. You know, we have young people here inside of my company that, you know, it, we had a, an idea recently that it won all sorts of awards and stuff. And it was like a 24 year old kid that noticed something that was happening in culture, happening out in social media, in part because of their job, but in part just because of what they were interested in in life. And he had the confidence and the proactiveness to bring it, bring up the idea the client jumped on it and it just sort of blew up outside in the world. And, and, and that, that didn't happen, you know, 10 years ago. Hmm. And you talked about the change of companies that you're interacting with now or clients from 10 years ago. What's the biggest change of the type of company that needs your help? Well, look, we still have, uh, we like to say uh, at our company, at Donor, that we're sort of, we're creativity at the intersection of modern and Main Street. So we're sort of, we like to think of ourselves as an agency where Main Street sort of mainline iconic brands come to compete in the modern marketplace. So how do you connect with millennials? How do you navigate social and digital media? All those things. But also an agency where a very modern brand would come to connect with and scale with mainstream consumers. So, you know, on one hand, we work with brands, iconic brands like, you know, Chrysler and Jeep and Dodge and McDonald's um, and UPS. On the other hand, we're working with emerging brands like Netflix and Amazon and things of that nature, sort of born modern brands. So navigating the space in between those is, is where we like to kind of uh, define our expertise. And I like some of the personality traits you said of the people, the talent you're looking for now who like to, to write and are creative and embrace technology and culture. Another word you threw in there that I love is curious. How, how do you find the person who's curious? Well, look, I think you, you, you learn through talking with them, but you also 
learn through what content are they creating out in the world. There's so many tools now with technology, with Instagram or an iPhone or whatever, for young people to create really meaningful and cool content. So, you know, we hired a guy last year. I call him Slash because... (laughs) Like remember the remember the football player, the Cordell Stewart, sure. he was a quarterback and a receiver and a running back. Yep. They called him Slash. So I call this guy, he's our own version of Slash because he's a he's a writer, he's a director, he's a photographer, he's an editor, he's a producer. He is he has uh, such a wonderful skill set around creating content and he's become at a very young age a super valuable employee to our company because he has this this collection of skills that we can deploy in a lot of different ways so i and and a lot of that what's enabling that is he's a curious guy that has embraced technology that also has a real creative streak in him so those are the types of people that can make an impact really fast inside of a creative company today. And how do you remain creative or not creative? How do you remain curious every day? Well, I, well curious. I'm a huge uh, consumer of news. Okay. Yeah. I love the news. So I wake up at five thirty in the morning and I watch CNBC. I love Squawk Box. Um, because I think it gives you a good sense of what's going on in the world of business. So I'm super interested in business and, and media, but look, I'm also, I love music. I love art. I love film. I love sports. And, you know, you take inspiration from all of those things. Mm. Is there a, a particular person? I'm on Squawk Box every day too. Is there a particular person either at Squawk Box or, or within music, art, film, sports, that you specifically take inspiration from or you, you almost consider them a peer or a mentor even though you don't know them? Look, I, you know, I, I tend to take uh, inspiration from people that uh, have really remained committed to their craft over a long period of time. So I'm not a big fan of, of, you know, flash in the pants type thing. So like, I love Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Like the guy just turned 70 and he just released an album. That's amazing. You know, it's amazing. The relevance of that album today and how he keeps writing, uh, you know, things that are super meaningful. Um, so that would be somebody from, I guess, the world of art, you know, in sports, I admire, I, I love Roger Federer and I, I just so moved and inspired by his commitment to excellence over such a long period of time. You know, I guess you'd throw Tom Brady, uh, in this, in the same category. So I like guys like that, you know, people who, and, and women too, that are committed to excellence over a long period of time and are, are always looking for an edge of how do I get better at, at my craft, whatever that might be. And how do you tell an 18-year-old walking down High Street or a 22-year-old who's about to leave Oxford to do that? What are maybe some tools or tips to stay committed to excellence or uh, to, to hone in on a craft? Look, I think just immersing yourself in what's going on in the world. You know, there's we have so much information 
at our fingertips now. But I also, I think it's important to do things, you know, not to just read things, but try and do things out in the world. So, you know, whether that's being committed to fitness or getting involved, like I'm, I have no qualifications as an artist whatsoever, okay? I can't even draw a straight line, but I love art. And I'm on the board of the Museum of Contemporary Art Detroit, which has given me sort of a purview into that world. And I love, I love anything about the creative process. So, you know, whether that's a documentary or talking to an artist or observing something, those things inspire me and they keep me fresh. And I always take things I can apply into my own business and life. So I think you just have to stay open and, and you, ha- you can't just like consume information. You have to experience it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a real there's a real difference there. And when you were at Miami, was there a particular professor or class or even classmate that gave you the inspiration or helped you to where you are now? You know, it's funny. I had a feeling you'd ask something like that. So I was thinking, and, you know, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm the CEO of a pretty big ad agency and, and, and all that. I did not take, I, I didn't do the laws hall thing. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, but there were, there were like, I would say of all the classes, there were like, there were like four classes that made a meaningful difference in me and sort of pointed me in a direction that said like, hey, that would be interesting to pursue. So it was like a marketing class, an English class. One that really had a profound effect on me was a consumer behavior class. Um, and then the other thing, that inspired me was I used to go to the library and this was when people went to the library, yeah, old King library. Right. used to go to the library and I always loved magazines and I used to sit and read advertising age magazine. I thought it was really, really interesting and it sort of opened the world to me because I had always sort of been interested in brands and consumer behavior. I used to like, think about in my head, like, why is this kid an Adidas kid and this kid a Nike kid? Or why does my one, my one grandfather drive a Ford and my other grandfather drives a Buick? Like, what makes them, why did they, you know, choose those brands? But go, reading Advertising Age, like, uh, opened the door that, oh my God, there was a career where you could actually think about these things and put that thinking to use. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I have to imagine a consumer behavior class could almost be a requirement in today's world of just how everyone, just how we all interact with each other. Totally, yeah. And and look, it was a it was a really good class. I even one of the very few professors whose names I remember. I think his name was Jan Bol, and he was a Danish guy or something. But. Um, it was a fascinating class to me, and it just sort of it connected a lot of dots uh, in my head that I had observed, um, you know, growing up. And I, I, the other thing about me is my first job, I worked in a grocery store, hmm. and I used to like to observe people shopping, you know, and I used to try and guess, you know, are they going to get the Heinz ketchup or the Hunts, or, you know, like based on what they look like or how they're, they're like, I, you know, you gotta, it's not that, you know, challenging intellectual work. So you have to make stuff up, but that sort of opened up the possibilities to me. And, and 
you know, thankfully I, I took that consumer behavior class and a couple of others at Miami and I, I used to read the magazine in the library. I was like, oh, wow, you can build a career around that. What was it? Consumer so, behavior and marketing classes are two you pointed out and certainly they're, they're core to what you do and lead every day. What do you remember about that English class that you liked so much and what inspiration that gave you? Well, look, I've, I've, I always like to write, okay? Not necessarily creative writing, but I, I really, you know, believe in the power of language, and I've always been fascinated with words. And, you know, the English class just sort of let me flex that muscle a little bit. And then it's funny, like, I was always a pretty good writer, so when we were all applying for jobs and stuff coming out of college, I used to write all my friends' cover letters. <laughs> Trade <laughs> so. that for a six-pack or something. It's perfect. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is, there, is there a class now that you look back, and not that when you were 22 you, you wish you had taken, but that you know now that you've been at it for a long time that you feel, geez, if I had that then, my skills would have grown, or it's just something that just so important for uh, for kids coming out of school and i'll give you a second to think about it the two that i always point to that i feel like should be mandatory for any kid coming out of college are financial literacy and improv i think improv is what we do what you and i are doing here for 20 minutes and what yeah yeah. i don't disagree at all like i think yeah understanding the very basics of finance is is a good thing, and even just like personal finance, um, and and improv skills are really cool. It's funny we had we have a woman here in our office who was telling me, and she's really great, like a rising star here, and she was telling me how she took an improvisational comedy class to try and um, work on her sort of skills of dealing with things in the moment. And I was super impressed with that. So I, I agree with you. I guess for me, I would go back to technology, you know, having at least a basic understanding and an interest in technology. You know, I wish I had developed that at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And what do you say to, a, again, a college kid, high school kid, or even somebody in their 20s or 30s? Sell me on why someone should be in the advertising industry in the next decade ahead? Look, I think, you know, today it's it's weird. It's like everything's advertising. I mean, look at social media and, and influencers and, and, and uh, digital communications and, and even good old, you know, television. I think if you're somebody that has, you know, a bit of, creativity inside of them that likes a fast pace that wants to be challenged every day. And and even that has a little bit of, you know, ADD in them. Like you, you know, the the great thing about advertising is I might be thinking about, uh, you know, the Jeep brand in the morning. And then I'm thinking about, uh, simply orange, orange juice in the afternoon. And then I'm thinking about how do we, connect with millennial consumers on behalf of this brand, it's, it's always changing and you're always learning kind of new and interesting things. So to me, that's kind of the, the thrill of the business. And then the other thing that's, that's great about it is if you're a competitive person, okay, like I am, I'm a super competitive person. So, um, 
you know, it's a competitive business. So it's like, get your competitive juices going. So that's, that's really awesome about it. And, you know, if you like making things, you know, like the great thing about advertising today is we're creating so much content, you know, and that might be a five second video or a 10 minute film or an outdoor board or whatever. If you like, if you like sort of creativity and making things and being a part of a team making things, and if you like being part of a collaborative environment, because advertising today more than ever before is an incredibly collaborative business. It takes all different types of people to build a big integrated ad campaign from artists to writers to technologists to production people to psychologists to uh, data analytics people. Like if I look at the, the, the diversity of people that we have on staff uh, at our agency, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Throw back, another throwback one for you. If you had your way and you had the ability to do it, what brand on Miami's campus, what's, what restaurant, what bar would you love to get a hold of that advertising account uh, and just have some fun targeting the 15,000 students and townies? Well, I, I guess uh, my favorite spot was always the balcony at yep. Ozzy's. Yep. Um, so it, it would probably have to be that because I love live music and they always had, uh, they had a lot of live music there. So it might be that one or it might be the place across the street, Skippers with the great cheese fries because you could have, you could have scaled that. <laughs> of course, all things end with Skippers and cheese fries. I bet he'd have a lot of fun with that. He should call Andy and Terry over at Skippers and see if he can help out. Great pod, David. Thanks for doing it. Really enjoyed the discussion on curiosity and the importance of learning and thinking and being creative and understanding culture and embracing technology, continuing to read and write. Hope everyone enjoyed the conversation today like I did. See you at Skipper's real soon for a beer. Take care. <laughs>